0: Hail and well met everybody, welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds,
1: who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather, I'm Russell, and we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Okay. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself.
0: Hey you guys, uh, yeah, we're, we're back onto our proper schedule I think at this point. I think so. We had a, we had a bit of a rough time <laughs> with illness and then daylight savings and mm-hmm. then then Star Wars like cutting into things. But hey, that's fine. <laughs> it happens occasionally.
1: Yeah, eventually we get back on track. We always find our way back there even if we're off by a little bit here and there.
0: Um. Oh dear. So, <laughs> this week... Uh, Heather suggested that this is a is decent topic for us. Uh, it, and...
1: it, it felt applicable to the geekdom that is... Oh, yeah. ...our various geekdoms.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're literally calling you that geek themselves. That makes sense. No, what I was just going to say was, is like uh, when you mentioned it, I was like, you know, I would never have thought about that, because this is something I've never gotten into, because as we've talked about before... Um, Uh, I struggle with just general sort of reading Mm -hmm. and when I was growing up fan fiction, which is what we're going to be talking about this week uh, there wasn't ever like audio versions of people's fan works for obvious reasons Mm -hmm. but you know so it's it's never something that I got into but Heather, you seem to know a bit more about it than me (laughs)
1: just a little bit um, I will say for anyone who struggles more with their reading for one reason or another, like Russ does, they do now have fan fictions that are referred to as podfix. It's exactly what it sounds like. Usually it's a podcast version of a fan fiction that someone has written. Um, I haven't actually listened to any of them because I have. it's easier for me to read something than it is for me to listen to something because I read so much faster, but they do exist um, out there. They can be listened to, you can sometimes find them even on YouTube, um, depending on what you're looking for. Now, that being said, for anyone who has young listeners (laughs) in the house or who is younger themselves, I do recommend caution when seeking out fan fiction. There's a lot of fan fiction for various genres that is not inappropriate and not smutty. They call it fluff. There's a lot of fluff fan fiction. It's just cute stories, like lovey-dovey stuff, like a little short story about yeah. one of the characters doing something nice for their boyfriend or girlfriend and making them a cup of coffee. Like, There's plenty of little cute fan fiction stories like that. And then there's the ones that involve the bedroom and are definitely not child-appropriate. So please, yeah. if you are going after fan fiction, keep that in mind when you're yeah. figuring out what
0: to read or listen to. A good sort of gauge, I guess, would be the the original target audience of the of the show or program or that
1: doesn't always matter anymore.
0: You know that's probably fair, but okay, like I feel like if you were looking for things like in those kind of realms. You're like more likely, maybe, to find that could. This, this is literally an. an, an I mean, I I will
1: name. agree with you. I do I do think if the show you're watching has a more adult theme, you are more likely to run into more adult themes in the fan fiction.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that that's fair. Um.
1: So. Yeah. Now that being said, I do enjoy fan fiction. I myself do not. So okay. So there's fan fiction for everything. For anyone who is not familiar with what fan fiction is it's literally per wikipedia defined mm. as fictional writing written in an amateur capacity by fans unauthorized by but based on an existing work of fiction so for example the fan fiction that i tend to read is based off of the anime my hero academia i was introduced to it partly via YouTube because there's people who've made sort of fan fiction videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's also one of our other friends reads a lot of the fan fiction. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to out myself. I'm not going to out her cause I don't know how she feels about that, <laughs> but she, um, sent me a story and was like, you should try it. It's really good. And it was a really cute story and I really got into it. And now I've been reading a lot of them. <laughs>
0: that's, hey, that's totally fair. Um, So, yeah, like, me, I've, I've, it's not something I've really looked into. I have seen, like, on sort of, like, social media, like, specifically Twitter, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see, like, little comics for uh, fan fiction comics. Oh,
1: yeah, people do that. And they, they'll do thread stories Mm
0: -hmm. that are
1: technically fan fiction. Now, for for anyone who's thinking, oh, fan fiction, it's just people writing smut. There are people who do that.
0: (laughs) And no, no
1: shame to them. And, and people, no, people can write what they like. Exactly. No shame to them. That's your prerogative. If that's what you want to read, then you like that's your own business. I'm not throwing mm-hmm. shade at anyone for that. However, there's also a lot of stories that are not. Um, there's a lot of stories that are fluffy, like I mentioned, the, like the cute, a cute coffee story. Or sometimes there's stories that are very angsty and drama y mm-hmm. So like whatever the property is that they're using as their base, they've turned it into one of those like. Soap opera y teenage movies kind of angst, you know the like mistaken information overheard makes him think that his girlfriend is cheating on him and all this kind of stuff. Oh no, you know like
0: such a cliche (laughs) it it is,
1: but you know it's it runs the whole gamut. Also, there's a very very wide range of um, media that
0: Mm.
1: has fan fiction written about it. Oh sure. Um, ranging all the way from like I mentioned, My Hero Academia or Boko no Hero Academia, uh, depending on which name you know it by. And there's a lot of oh, there's so much fan fiction about My Hero Academia, um, which is an anime. For anyone who hasn't watched it, you should check it out. I enjoy it. But um, there's also people who write fan fiction about real people. Now, for me personally,
0: I draw the yeah. line there. That's a bit, like, uh, I, like, as a fan of Critical Role, I know that exists. mm mm-hmm. And I think, like, I think that's a little weird. Yes, I agree
1: 100,000%. For me personally, like, I don't, okay, so as the phrase goes, I don't want to yuck someone's yum. Like, I don't want to say yuck to something that someone else really enjoys. However, yeah. however. yeah. I personally, personally feel like fan fiction written about actual people is very, or could be very invasive. Um, yeah. And very uncomfortable. It it would be invasive in that it's uncomfortable for that person if they ever happen to see it, or if they happen to hear about yeah. it, because yeah. it could be something very yeah. awkward, like you know, two actors who are just really, really good friends but there's Mm -hmm. someone writes fan fiction where these two actors who maybe both have wives are in some sort of illicit relationship. And then later they find out that everyone on the internet is shipping these two actors and wanting them to actually date. And that could become very uncomfortable depending on your significant other. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. And also it's like, like the way I kind of think about this is like, if like, would you write that about your friend? Mm hmm. Like, and and if you like, do you think that is okay? And the answer is probably not. Right. Like if- to take your friend's like personality and then write random things and put them into a relationship. Sure, that, like that I feel like that doesn't feel okay. And I feel like if that's not okay, then just because you don't know them personally, that shouldn't make it any better. But...
1: I I agree. My I personally agree with you one hundred percent on that statement, which is why I don't like any of the. Honestly, I don't even like fan fiction that's based off of properties that have real people portraying characters. Like there's Harry Potter fan fiction, and I I can't I can't read it. It bothers me, especially, you know, any of the stories that are very, like, romancy or anything that's more intimate than just regular romance. Because the fact is that, like, there were living kids who portrayed these characters who are very much associated with this, these characters. And my brain doesn't like necessarily separating the two.
0: Okay. I, I can see where you're coming from. But I don't think that one would bother me quite as much.
1: It it doesn't bother me as much, but I still don't prefer it, so I tend to avoid it. If that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's totally fair.
1: That one doesn't bother me as much, but it still is a little weird, so I just kind of steer the other way. But no, the one I'm thinking of in particular that people just, like, there's so many stories, Um, and probably a lot of them are not. Fluffy. So, just be careful if you go seeking any of them out. But um, BTS, Is uh, that the band? BTS, the K-pop band. There oh, are that, mm. there are thousands and thousands of fan fiction stories centered on the um, singers in BTS, and I, some of them are they're they're called reader inserts. Is or at least that's the term I've heard used for
0: them. Okay, um, I I know what that sort of mean. Like it's it's way like the the person, it's almost like a POV kind of adventure where the person yes. reading is put them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So basically, um, the way it's written is from your point of view as the reader as you're reading the story. Um, mm-hmm. So there's ones like that, of course, where people are fantasizing about like one of the guys from BTS, like Jimin, asking them out, but. um A lot of times those stories, if you're looking at, like, for example, one of the more common websites that has a lot of stories on it is called AO3. It stands for Archive of Our
0: Own. (laughs) I was wondering when this was going to come into because I have heard of the AO3. Yes. I haven't spent pretty much any time on it, but I'm at least aware that it's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's probably Doctor Who. Fan fiction on there too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, ironically, on the Ao3, there's fan fiction about my D and D games written from somebody who <laughs> really enjoys writing fan fiction. It's not necessarily fan fiction. It was just uh developing scenes that were maybe like happened off scene, like mm-hmm. out, of, out of session, like like uh, it's like sometimes you play D and D, like depending on the group. Like, outside roleplay, as as long as it's not, like, story-based, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, fluff sort of stuff between, like, characters. Just getting to know each other so it feels like they've been together, you know, the amount of time that they have been because, you know... You can be in sessions for like a couple of weeks or like a month and they've known each other for like three or whatever mm-hmm. if we are doing time skips. Right. So like so there's that kind of stuff.
1: Like those things where in game you just say you all sit around the table and talk and get to yeah. know each other and then go to sleep. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. out of game, when you're not on a time crunch, everyone does like a group chat and talks in character for what actually was discussed at the dinner.
0: Yeah. That sure, kind yeah. of an idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. So we've, done, we've, we've got some of that, which is fun.
1: I, I don't know many role players who probably haven't ever done anything like that.
0: <laughs> Just uh, like, uh, some, I know that's like a, some DM, uh, some DMs like can t- sort of like don't like it sort of going a bit too out of hand. That's true. So, our DMs have yeah, yeah. the DMs I've played with have never cared, or they've participated. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, yeah, absolutely, same boat. <laughs>
1: yeah. So A O three archive of our own for anyone who wants to look it up. There's. Thou like hundreds of thousands and millions mm-hmm. of stories. They're in all sorts of languages. So uh, mm-hmm. obviously, I seek out ones that are in English because that is what I read. Uh, however, there are stories in Chinese that I've seen stories in French. I've seen stories written in um Tagalog. i I can't in read water? any of t- Tagalog, the Filipino language. Um, I no, can't I,
0: wasn't... I can't read any of them, but I see they exist. Well, I imagine that any in any place people have access to these stories, mm-hmm. that, you know, like, there's going to be creative people who want to put their spin on things. Oh, yeah, 100%.
1: Um, for anyone who's ever, you know, heard of fan fiction and just could have been like, oh, that's stupid, why would you do that? So fan fiction, in my personal opinion, at least, I mean, a lot of times, like the fluff stories I mentioned, In a lot of those stories, one of the things that's happening is that um, they're sticking mostly with canon. So for anyone who doesn't know fan fiction and, like, storyline terms, anything that's canon means it's true to the original property. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you know, Harry Potter, I think, is more well-known than, well, maybe not more well-known than My Hero Academia. I don't know. So an example from harry potter would be that it is canon that harry potter has a lightning bolt scar on his forehead so yeah okay that is a canon piece of the story so if you wrote yourself a fan fiction for harry potter that didn't include the scar on his forehead then you have now veered from canon yeah now that's a very minor Veer from canon, but it's a veer
0: from canon. What happens a
1: lot of it could times could also
0: be a very major thing for mm-hmm. if there's a reason for it. But yeah. yeah,
1: and a lot of times what they'll do is they'll create an what's referred to as an AU or an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the one with Harry Potter not having a scar. You know, they've talked about how even in the books it came up that Voldemort could have assumed it was either Harry Potter or Neville Longbottom. So, like yeah. the alternative. Universe, The alternate universe, the AU, created where Harry Potter doesn't have the scar, maybe it's because Voldemort did decide it was Neville Longbottom and went after him instead. So in this alternate universe, now you've created Neville Longbottom to be your main character instead of Harry Potter. So someone who, like, loves Neville Longbottom could then focus the story in on him and do kind of a, what if it wasn't Harry Potter? What if it was Neville? Like, how would the storyline have changed? What would be different? And yeah,
0: that makes so of, yeah that gets
1: basically, it's just someone who has sat down and speculated on how would this have changed the story that I love. And then they write their own version of it because they want to, like, actually see it fleshed out and figured out. And other people read it because they had the same thought of like, yeah, that'd be a cool idea. That's I mean, that's basically what fan fiction is. It's just. Someone has taken characters that you love from a property that you enjoy and has decided, you know, it'd be really cool if we saw what happened if this happened instead. Yeah, it's a lot of what ifs. Yeah, it's a whole lot of what ifs. So if you've ever read a book or watched a movie or anything um, media related, looked at it and gone, gee, what if? What if this character made this decision? What if this character didn't do that? What if this character had nice parents instead of jerks? Like, you know, all these little things that can change the storyline completely. You know, what if he hadn't misheard her story and thought she was cheating on him? What would have changed? You know, all these kinds of craziness. Um, And that's what fan fiction is, is someone took a story they love, Harry Potter, My Hero Academia, Avatar, Last Airbender, whatever it is. They took that story and they've said, okay, what if we change this? i I want to see what would happen to the storyline if we changed x, y, and z. and now you've created an alternate universe in your fan fiction setting that is based on the original story but is in fact quite different depending on how much you've
0: changed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can I can imagine a lot of people have of had those sort of uh, uh, thoughts when they've been reading like uh, or watching anything just. How things can change. Like with star was like, how would things be different if Obi Wan had actually killed Anakin at the end of episode three? How different would the galaxy have been, that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. What would have happened if um, Obi Wan hadn't died in the first? Yeah, you know, in a New Hope. How would it have mm-hmm. changed Luke's training?
0: That is a re
1: That's a fair. You know, sp- yeah. now spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched enough of the new movies. Um, oh, that's so tough. tune your ears out for like two minutes. You know what would have happened if Luke didn't freak out and almost try to kill Kylo?
0: Would Would Kylo yeah. have been
1: the bad guy, or would Rey have turned dark?
0: Who knows? That is a. Yeah, that's a reasonable point. But yeah, there's always those kind of defining moments in any kind of media, and that's the point, isn't it? like Mm -hmm. like when those things could be changed and altered. Yeah, Um, and
1: fan fiction, like I said, it's basically someone said, I want to see what would happen if that was different. And then they wrote their own story for it, and you end up with the fan fiction story. Um, Now, I will say on AO3 in particular, I don't know about other fan fiction sites because I haven't used any of them. But on AO3, one nice thing is that you can filter the stories that you get. You can filter by genre. You can filter by rating. So people can rate the stories they've posted. They can rate them as sort of general audience, which is basically like this is a fluff story. It's cute. A a PG kind of thing. Yeah. 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 There might be some kissing. There might be some hugging or hand-holding. But there's not going to be anything that's like PG-13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's mature which is exactly what it sounds like. This is a more mature topic. Sometimes it is sexual related. Sometimes it's just like, we're going to be dealing with a lot of fighting and we're going to describe some of the gore. So it's a more mature audience rating. Mm-hmm. And then there's explicit. Explicit is yeah. exactly what it sounds like. It is explicit. Yes. You should not read those if you don't want to, because it is explicit for a reason. Yeah. And um, someti- honestly, sometimes they're not even explicit like all the way in just a sexual way a lot of times there's also ones that are explicit in that they're like explicitly describing how someone broke their leg Hi. you know what i mean like i and yeah, yeah, yeah. now for me personally working in a medical field i i read those descriptions of you know how someone broke their leg and the effect that it had on their bones and skin and my reaction is yeah that's that's pretty accurate other people's reaction is oh my god why is she describing this and so yeah it just depends on what you want to read <laughs> yeah like some people are going to be able to handle that kind of thing more than other people
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah i'm and because i know that not everyone can i'm purposely not even getting into the whole like what i mean by their describing it greatly cuz you don't need to know no no <laughs> I'm not saying it because I don't want to upset anyone. Yeah,
0: but... Yeah, you can look if you want to, but you can (laughs) also don't look if you don't want to. Yep. Yep, yep. And... So...
1: Oh.
0: No, go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. I was
1: just going to say, with the filters, you can also filter by different relationships that exist in the stories. You can filter by um subject matter so like I like the My Hero Academia ones so those are the only ones I'm reading um if there's other like if you want to seek out Harry Potter fan fiction you can specifically look for Harry Potter that kind of thing there's a whole lot of different filter options for when you're looking through the stories you can also again this is on eo 3 because I can't vouch for any other sites because I don't use them but you can bookmark um stories so that as Because some of these stories are not just a single short story. Some of these stories have chapters. People are posting like the equivalent of a novel. Mm -hmm. And I've read some that are that long. (laughs) And some are better than others, admittedly. Some of them, especially like for me reading in English, there's a lot of people who clearly have English as a second language. But it doesn't mean the story is not well written. It just means some of the grammar is not perfect. And I just choose to ignore it so that I can enjoy the storyline because I like their ideas
0: that mm-hmm. yeah, makes so sense
1: mm-hmm. the most common mistake I've seen is that you know they'll be referring to a male character and they use female pronouns and like a, like a true male character not a male character who like uses other pronouns but like a male character who goes by he him and they'll accidentally use she her
0: okay um,
1: because they're you know the, the grammar is not the same so they don't necessarily catch that they've used the wrong pronoun
0: Fair enough, uh, but yeah, so, but, and especially if they're that long proofreading, proofreading is kind of like one of the the, the little bits then, mm-hmm. like where things can, can be missed, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, there are um, writers on there who actually will, they call it beta readers. Okay. Um, basically, they seek out someone who will, usually another AO3 member, because they're already reading the stories anyway who will read their stories and help them with grammar or flow depending on what they need help with. So like someone who has English as a second language might try to find someone who has English as a first language to be their beta reader because then they can get their grammar fixed. I'm actually a beta yeah. reader for someone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's very nice. That's really cool. uh, I am not going to say her name on here. Uh Absolutely not. No, we don't, we're not going to dox no, People. I'm not. I'm not outing anyone for anything, but um, I enjoy her stories. She writes stories that have a very. Um, I mean, there's some more mature topics, but it's not like full on explicit. Um, but she's writing like yeah. a cute little romance between two of the main characters from My Hero Academia, and it's cute, and I enjoy it. And I like. And the, I like knows. the interactions and like the. The world setting she's created a fantasy world setting instead of the actual show setting.
0: That's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the reason I let you sort of carry on is just because uh, we're doing the thing again where we should probably take a a, a break oh, at yeah. some point. Yeah. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do but that. I didn't a lot. not want to cut you off, me Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. Like, so I, I did it with um, with Star Wars and stuff, and mm-hmm. Doctor Who, and you do it with. We're we geeks, the whole point is we talk a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's fine. Right, so, we're just going to head on over into the next bit. All right. All right,
1: everyone, welcome to this week's mid roll. I think you're the only one who ever sounds excited about the mid-roll. I, I literally know that I have at least one friend who listens to the podcast that skips the mid-roll.
0: <laughs> you know, I can't blame them, but I, I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yes.
1: And I do want to say, I hope you don't skip it because honestly, our sponsors are amazing. For anyone who hasn't listened to enough of our mid-rolls, I definitely recommend you check out worldanvil.com. They're the most robust and complete world building and campaign management software out there. We know because we as a company have looked at a whole lot of them. Um, There's so many things you can do with World Anvil, you can link characters and show their relationships to each other, you can build a map of your city or world, you can put a timeline in that shows the exact flow of how things have happened in your world, and link it to other articles about those events there's just so many things you can do you can sign up for free at worldanvil.com and if you like what they have to offer and if you see features that you want you can sign up for a paid guild membership and get access to even more amazing features like i honestly can't say enough good things about them they're also just really nice people and they're constantly doing bug fixes and updates to constantly offer more options and more um, abilities to their programming and ways that you can link things and Interact with them and with your players or with your audience. If you're dealing with readers, you can sign up for an account that's either for campaign management or for an author account. Either way, you can do all of these amazing things. We definitely recommend you check it out. WorldAnvil.com.
0: all yeah. uh, right So, other people that we really enjoy uh, uh, working with are the fine folks at Castle Diehard at DiehardDice.com. Uh, if you haven't been listening for the last couple of weeks, you've just missed out on a slightly better discount code, unfortunately, um, uh, well, which was happening through all the month of May. So, our code, uh, No Smith, has gone back down to 10% off anything you happen to find on their site. Uh, and they have free shipping for domestic viewers in the US and discounted shipping for us around the world as well. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, they're really great people to get your dice from, they have wonderful selection of colours, uh, both in uh, metal and resin, they have their own unique metal uh, um, moulds that they've been using for, uh, since when they started uh, producing their dice, they have expanded into so many different other ranges, uh, like they recently had their May, the 4th Star Wars uh, Kyber themed ones which we talked about before, uh, they have amazing, like, accessories, like their squad of rolling, their pop up dice trays, their metal meeple uh, character tokens for other tabletop games, and a load of other things that you can find on the site. So, yeah, if you'd like 10% off your uh, your next order with them, you can go to dieharddice.com and roll with the best there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, without that being said, we'll head back into Heather talking about fan fiction, because I'm just kind of here to, <laughs> to ask random questions that pop into my head. <laughs>
1: Okay, so back into fanfiction. So I guess at this point, I mean, I could definitely keep talking, but are there any questions you have? Because I know you're less familiar uh, with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing that I'm not uh, a little confused about uh, mm-hmm. is more about the, the legality of fanfiction a little bit.
1: So here's the thing. If like, you're not
0: monetizing
1: it... Yeah. Which, okay, there are people, not all of them, um, but there are people who write fan fiction or draw fan art and um, make money on it on Patreon. Okay. So they'll post their stories or they'll post the pictures. Now, that being mm-hmm. said, it's it's hard Because it's Patreon, it's not quite the same as like selling a physical item on Etsy or something that has the artwork on it. Like it's kind of a gray zone. But basically with Patreon, because you're not like unless you're physically giving people those pieces of art, they're technically just like donating to you and you're providing them with this as a thank you
0: yeah like you're you're supporting the person not the artwork specifically mm-hmm. right yeah, I'm in, yeah
1: so with patreon like, it's kind of a gray zone and especially with the stories it's like they're writing the story anyway and people are just giving them money on the patreon yeah. so it's not quite the same now people who sell actual products like with licensed characters that's obviously a different situation mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like, and that I think is is my understanding of again, my understanding as not an expert, is that um, the physical products are more of an issue in terms of legality concerns, as opposed mm. to the stories. Now, anyone who's not monetizing at all, it's like it's like a parody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's I think it falls under parody rights, kind of like Weird Al's songs do. Where, like, you're paying paying homage to the characters and stuff, but because there's enough different, because it's not the same,
0: you can get away with it. Yeah, it's like the fair use kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So so it's transformative enough to be fair use. Okay.
1: And and honestly, my experience with fanfiction, I would say most stories that I have read are far enough away from canon that it, you probably would be okay. Um, especially considering, so this isn't the case for every fandom, but I know for My Hero Academia in particular, one of the reasons that there's so much fan fiction is, mm-hmm. um, and, and my understanding from like little bits and pieces I've read of other anime fan fiction, is that, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of anime, a lot of anime, there are not LGBTQ plus characters. Right. Okay. Now there there's there are some exceptions. There are some anime and manga that are specifically like yaoi, or um, I, I can't. I'm blanking on the term for woman woman love. Yuri? I think that's it.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not sure where that came from in my head, but it sounds familiar. <laughs>
1: So, like, there are specific story types and, like, genres that focus on that, but there's not very many. A lot of the really popular anime and manga don't have LGBTQ plus characters. And so one of the things that have, or at least not characters that are explicitly stated as being LGBTQ plus, there's definitely some characters where their behavior may hint at it or... You know, their behavior may be to some degree what is quote-unquote stereotypical of someone who falls into that LGBTQ plus category. However, a lot of anime, especially because it's coming from Japan, which is very conservative when it comes to those things. They're starting to become more open, but they're still much more conservative than we are over here in the States. Um, Mm -hmm. So a lot of those stories don't explicitly say one way or another. And a lot of fans especially fans who fall into the LGBTQ plus category have then turned around and written fan fiction where they've made some of their favorite characters LGBTQ So a perfect example for anyone who is not familiar with my hero academia, the two, two of the main characters, the main, main character is um, Midoriya Izuku, or okay. if you're reading it in the American way, Izuku Midoriya. Um, Midoriya is his last name. So, by Japanese standards, it should be read first. But
0: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm um,
1: so Midoriya Izuku is a young man who. So, in in the My Hero Academia world, everyone has a quirk. Mm-hmm. Basically, everyone's born with a superpower. And okay. there's a small percentage. It used to be more common, but it's dwindled over the generations. And now only like twenty percent of the population is what's referred to as quirkless. So they don't have a superpower. He happens to... um, Izuku happens to be one of the quirkless. He doesn't have a power. And his best friend when he was a kid, um, Bakugo Katsugi... Katsugi. Katsuki. Ki, not gi. Mm -hmm. Katsuki. um, (laughs) He... uh, They wanted to be superhero, like, basically heroes together. It's like a job title now. Heroes fight villains. But but he can't be, because... Well, he, he doesn't get a quirk when he continues to age as most kids do and so he gets ostracized and bullied and treated horribly and Katsuki who was his he refers to as Kachan his friend um, it's like a childhood nickname and Kachan calls him Deku which is not a nice nickname but in his defense when he was most, of, if I'm remembering correctly in canon he misread the kanji when he was a kid so it, like it wasn't an intentionally mean nickname it just happened
0: but, and it's but it's but just and it's stuck,
1: it's stuck. Yeah. It yeah, it refers to basically being useless, mm. so it's not nice. But yeah, yeah, um, Izuku and Katsuki go from being best friends when they're little, then Katsuki becomes one of his bullies. It's mm. it's awful, honestly, honestly, like objectively. I, like, I like the characters, but Katsuki is a jerk, like, he is horrible. He, he tells he tells izuku to jump off a building I'm like he it. he is like objectively awful now he is a child and he has been heavily influenced by adults who are also awful to izuku but doesn't change the fact that he said it
0: <laughs> yeah that's yeah
1: so sure. that happens and then once they actually things happen Izuku ends up getting a quirk. It's a long story. If you're not going to watch the anime, I'm not going to bore you with all the details because we could be here for like (laughs) another hour with me going over all the information. Short version is he gets a quirk and manages to get into the hero's pool with Katsuki. And then Katsuki and he gradually like, they don't quite repair the friendship 100%, but they get to a point where at least they're like frenemies like they're riv- they're rivals. They don't actually hate each okay. other, but they're they're rivals because they both want to be like the best hero. Okay. And sure, because of that story arc, the childhood friends to to bully and t- bullied to rivals, there's a large percentage of people who write fiction that is referred to as Baku Deku. Um. so Deku is izuku uses it as his hero name. Um, basically taking okay. taking back the name and making it his own
0: sure okay that makes sense so, and yeah i can see i can see why people would be invested in that yeah. yes
1: and then bakugo katsugi bakugo um so baku deku uh sometimes it's deku baku which people people use both terms usually if it's baku deku it means that they've portrayed Bakugo as the quote-unquote male or top of the relationship. And if it's Deku-Baku, they've gone the other way and portrayed Deku as the male or quote-unquote male or top of the relationship. Um,
0: I can't laugh.
1: (laughs) It is what it is. But um, there's a lot of people who really like that story arc and have taken it and like in anime... And honestly, in a lot of Asian media, there's a lot of uh, what I would refer, what I, we would refer to over here in the Western world as bromance. Like, there, okay. there's a lot of intense bromance in Asian dramas and Asian media. And it's not actually necessarily sexual, like, like not actually necessarily sexual, but just like... This intensely close friendship relationship that gets portrayed in media quite often. And basically, Izuku and Katsuki's relationship is portrayed in a way that's similar to that, where it's like they they have very intense, very strong feelings for each other. However, it's not necessarily sexual. Most of us do not think that's where things are going in canon because in canon, Izuku has a crush on a girl named Ochako. Right. Okay.
0: Um,
1: but, um, but a lot of people who've written fan fiction, because of that intensity in the relationship between Bakugo,
0: no Katsuki,
1: and, and Izuku, they've decided to explore it. And so there's yeah. literally hundreds of thousands of stories about relationships <laughs> between Katsuki and, and Izuku. Like, Literally, if I looked it up on their website right now, there's like hundreds of thousands of stories about these two in a relationship with each other. Now, how good the relationship is varies. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. And sometimes it's like, sometimes it's Baku Deku is the end goal. Sometimes it's past Baku Deku. And one of them, usually Bakugo, cheated. And, like, now they're not together anymore. Like, there's all these kinds of things. I I will say, given their personalities. It's a a ride. (laughs) Yeah. Given their personalities, like, 99.9% of the time, if one of them was a jerk to the other in the relationship, it's Katsuki (laughs) being a jerk to Izuku. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Just because Katsuki has anger management issues. Right. And um, so there's, but there's literally like hundreds of thousands of stories that are centered just on those two characters. And that's just two characters out of the show. And then there's like all the other shipper um, relationships. There's another character named uh, Todoroki Shoto who sometimes gets shipped with Izuku. There's a character named Ida Tenya, who sometimes gets shipped with Izuku, sometimes with Bakugo, sometimes with Shoto. Like,
0: it's all over the place. Um, well, because everyone's going to have, like, a different sort of uh, vibe, oh, isn't it? So. there's
1: so many. And one of the things that happens in some of the stories, too, and this happens across fanfiction genre, like, doesn't matter what story they're doing, is sometimes the authors will age up or age down a character. Mm-hmm. So, for example... This, this is an example. In the My Hero Academia storylines, there is a teacher character at their school named um, Aizawa Sensei or um, Aizawa yeah. Shota. And he ostensibly is like one of the first good teachers that Izuku's ever had that like actually cares about his students and takes care of them. Um, yeah. Now there's a lot of fictions that refer to him as Dad Zawa he gets put into like the dad zone and basically he's the dad of the class. However, there's sure. also some fan fiction where he's aged down and/or the kids and might- or the kids are aged up. Yeah. Now yeah. I-, I will say there are ones where they don't change the ages. Cause you know, everyone writes what they're gonna write. They're fake characters, they're like they're literally cartoon characters. Yeah. It it is what it is. Um, they exist. I will admit I have read a couple of the ones that deal with like where they're aged appropriately. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like either it's after Izuku graduates, so he's like twenty, or there's ones where like Aizawa got hit with a de aging quirk. <laughs> like someone's quirk made him sixteen again. You know,
0: Oy, stuff. The, oh, being sixteen. Could you again? could you
1: imagine? Oh my God, I'd hate no. it. No,
0: oh. Um,
1: but you know, so <laughs> there's ones
0: like. Please don't send me back there.
1: <laughs> there's ones like that where basically, because people whoever's writing it feels that the character, like his personality, would go really well with Izuku's as a relationship, if they, if, they change the in ages. Other
0: circumstances, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if, if the ages are okay. <laughs> yeah it it doesn't bother me there there's definitely ones out there where i'm like i'm not reading that
0: but um that's yeah i mean yeah yeah
1: (laughs) but you know to each their own Mm. i mean there's there's dark stuff on the internet and i just choose not to read it and it's you know it exists for someone who seeks it out i'm not seeking it out i'm not gonna read it (laughs)
0: That's probably fair, yeah. No, uh, the only thing that I got, uh, the main thing I got from that sort of live of, like, the intense relationship and friendship is um, Scrubs. <laughs> I don't yes. know if, you're, if you've watched yes. of Scrubs.
1: Scrubs is a perfect example of there's, like, that intense bromance between Turk and yeah. the guy and whose name I'm blanking
0: no... on. J-JD. JD. JD, thank you. But, and there is no, it's in no way sexual Mm-mm. at no, all.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. But there's clearly, clearly love between the two of them. Oh, for sure. And that's like, Scrubs is like such a perfect example of that. Thank you. And it's not something that gets- It's it's one of
0: my favorite shows. So it's- Yeah,
1: it's a good show. But it's not something that gets portrayed as often in Western media, or at least Uh not to that extent, unless it's like a joke.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Whereas in Asian, in a lot of Asian media, you will have that intense of a friendship or like those moments that are very bromancey and it's like yeah. like there's not supposed to be sexual tension between these two characters. They just straight up care about each other deeply and are friends and they say it in the yeah. show and it's a thing. But because of that, especially like Western audiences watching something like that or reading something like like that in an Asian property, like My Hero Academia, I think is partly why there's so many stories about those two particular characters and why people are so obsessed with them because in Western culture, it is not something that we see as often. Now, for me, someone who grew up Watching anime and reading a lot of manga and stuff like that, I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But someone else sees it and they're like, God, there's so much sexual tension between the two main characters, and I'm like, "Eh, eh,
0: maybe. eh." But but either way, it's 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 a it's more of a friendship sort of thing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, the majority of us that are fans of the property suspect that that's where the author is going for the manga is just like intense friendship um like a a deep intense friendship almost like soulmate type bond between the two of them but a platonic soulmate kind of bond like this Mm -hmm. this person is intensely important to me they've literally known each other since they were in diapers because their mothers were friends so it's it's that kind of a relationship Mm -hmm. like that sort of intense like you are a part of my life, and you will always be a part of my life, and I don't know what to do if you're not a part of my life. But I'm not in love with you, even though I care about you. Yeah,
0: no, I, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Exactly. Because if- you can absolutely love your friends,
1: and that is healthy and normal. Yeah, 100%. I love many of my friends, Russ included. Yes, I love you too. Yes, however, I am not in love with you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, we both have other partners, so I think mm-hmm. that would be a problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right. No fan fiction. Anyone listening? No. Don't
0: do it. No. <laughs> no.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. No. Please. God, that'd be awkward. Please. Um, oh, dear. But yeah. see, this is a perfect but, example of why I don't yeah, yeah, want absolutely. to read like fan fiction that's yeah. about real people.
0: Yeah. It it, it almost reminds me like because uh, when I was growing up in high school, I was very into the British YouTuber sort of vlogger uh, time. Uh, this is gonna completely miss you by because you have to be right there and in the right kind of demographic and there were a bunch of people who were like pretty popular but popular with the age group of like 15 to 16 like and younger mm-hmm. uh, at the time and so there was definitely like fan fiction about these people and like, they sometimes would read it on their channels and those videos would do way too well and I like, I just didn't watch and they skeeved me out I'm like nah, I'm good thanks <laughs>
1: yeah that's i do not need
0: that yeah no
1: no thank you yeah it's like it it kind of reminds me of um buzzfeed does this thing where they have actors and actresses read thirst tweets
0: I've seen the celebrities me read mean tweets, but I've not seen thirst tweets. Yeah, they, they do the mean
1: tweets. They also have one where they'll have them read. I think it's BuzzFeed that does it, where they'll have them read thirst tweets. And it's stuff yikes. like, you know, people saying that Chris Hemsworth can, you know, crush me between his thighs or Daniel oh, Daniel Day, Daniel Day <laughs> Kim could choke me and I'd thank him. Like, thing, things like that where uh, the actors and actresses read the, the tweet and then they just start cracking up because they're like, what? Like,
0: why? Why is this a thing? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's... I don't want to choke you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that kind of awkwardness level yeah. that has me yeah, not sure. enjoying fan fiction that's about actual people. Now, fan fiction that's about fake characters? I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, that um, within reason. Like I sense. said, the ones where like one of the people's underage is a little. Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> you
0: know that, that that's that's a that's a different thing entirely. Right, no, that... um,
1: yeah, no, thank you. But there's all sorts of types of fan fiction out there, and there's fan fiction for basically any world setting you can think of. There's sci-fi settings. People will take the characters and put them into fantasy settings. Um, there's a lot of those people will take the characters and put them into real world settings. So like one of the really popular things to do also with the My Hero Academia property is all the characters are basically the same, like same yeah. personalities and stuff. However, instead of being in a world that has people having superhuman powers, people are in our world.
0: okay. Okay.
1: So it's, it's just like a normal world. Like uh, sometimes on Twitter, I've heard them referred to as coffee shop AUs.
0: I've seen, I've heard of coffee shop AUs. I, I've yeah. seen the, that term.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically the idea is like all of these characters get transplanted into like a modern day world. So like something that okay. you and I would see on the street. But it's just instead of being, you know, in whatever world they were in before there's some other thing that has them all connected and they interact with each other and you see what happens and some of the stories are very cute like I said like there's some very very cute ones about like you know two characters falling in love with each other there's also lots of smutty ones there's also ones that are in between where there's a little bit of smut and it's not very explicit and then it's mostly fluff and cuteness yeah there's also some that get very dark where you know like one of the things that I've seen a lot of in the stories is for Izuku in particular to have a very, very rough childhood. Like, his childhood was rough in canon. He was beat up, constantly burned, scarred, like, treated horribly. Yikes. Absolutely horribly. Um, basically, you know, imagine some of the worst prejudiced, awful treatment that you can. Mm-hmm. And he was treated that way. By everyone. And his teachers didn't help him. The um, The only couple of adults, really, who cared about him were his mother. And uh, honestly, her friends, the Bakugos, like Katsuki's parents, still cared about Izuku. But Izuku doesn't tell anyone yeah. about all the bullying. He just tries to hide it with a smile. He's the very, like, oh tries to be the sunshine child kind of character. And so he suffers through all of it on his own. And it's very sad Um, Mm -hmm. And that has lent itself to people writing a lot of very angsty, dark origin stories and how it would have changed him. Like what if Mm -hmm. his mother wasn't supportive like she was in the manga is a a big popular one. Like what if his mother was actually, if not outright abusive, at least negligent and just ignored Mm -hmm. him, you know, and how how would that have changed him as a character? How would that have changed what happened in his storyline? and that there's a lot of stories like that one. So, there's varying degrees depending on what you're interested in. If you have a fandom that you really, really love, whether it's Star Wars or Harry Potter or an anime, I definitely if you're interested in those kind of stories, you can check them out on AO3. I recommend it. In terms of like that kind of a site, I like AO3. First of all, because you have to sign up for it to like really be able to use all their features, but also okay, um, you can't like, you can't accidentally stumble on a story.
0: You, you don't want to have done.
1: That you really, really don't want to um, if you're paying attention because okay. there's the, the rating tags. There's also mm-hmm. like people put in tags For the kind of things that are in their story. So like relationship tags. There's tags that say stuff like. You know abusive Inko. Which is Izuku's mother. Or you know neglectful Inko. Or you know. Such and such character is a villain. Such and such character is not a villain. Um, Okay. Most people post a little blurb. To describe the story. uh, So that you know what it is. Before you start reading it. Now that being said. There are some authors who don't leave very descriptive information um if you're particularly sensitive about what you're going to read and aren't going to be happy if you accidentally stumbled across a story that is not what you wanted then i would say you should probably steer clear of any fan fiction stories that don't have enough tags to really yeah. give you an idea of what's in it or that don't have enough of a description of the story to tell you what kind of stuff is going on because those ones may very well fall into your area of discomfort
0: And uh, and your own personal mental health is more important than mm-hmm. fan fiction.
1: Yeah, I will say one thing that I have liked. I don't know if all the fandoms do this, but I know for the My Hero Academia fandom, it seems to be pretty common. A lot of the authors will put trigger warnings um, in their chapters because you can put notes at the beginning of a chapter and at the bottom. Okay. Right. And a lot of the authors I've seen will throw in a note about like, trigger warnings and they'll list a bunch of stuff so that if you do have something that you're not okay with you can try to skip over it and sometimes they'll even say like starts here ends here and they'll tell you like exactly which section to skip if you don't want to read whatever's going to trigger you
0: all right i think that's a decent sort of point to end on Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know we've done the thing we've talked for a while but that seems like a really nice sort of uh, of place to wrap up yeah, let us know what your sort of fanfiction you, that you've read, or if you've written it, feel free to share it in the, in the Nerdsmith Discord. There are places to share that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I I'm going to look at some of like the audio options and see what I can find when I have time. Time is a bit of a problem. But mm-hmm.
1: I, <laughs> there's probably Doctor Who fanfiction.
0: Oh, there's but there's got to be. Like, I, I would I, like, be amazed if there isn't. Like, there's absolutely some. Absolutely.
1: Alright, well yeah, I think that's a good place to end. So I don't yes. we don't have a topic picked out for our next episode. But no, not yet. Um, we'll figure it out. It's I yeah. in
0: June. Yeah. So we'll figure
1: that out. Yep, yep, yep. We'll right. figure one out and we will talk to you guys soon.
0: Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the NerdSmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself.
1: You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts.
0: We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode.
1: And until then, don't forget to geek thyself.